This is Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create change in the world every day. I'm your host, Laura Alexander-Wittig, CEO and founder of Brightly, the number one destination for conscious consumers around the world. At Good Together, we value the planet over perfection and believe that you can make positive things happen for the planet every day by being a conscious consumer and an informed citizen. Listen in as I chat with various experts about living and consuming responsibly. living should be easy, but oftentimes it doesn't quite feel like that. Brightly believes that small, planet-focused lifestyle swaps can help us all fight back against climate change every single day. Part of being a conscious consumer means that when it's time to buy a new item, considering a product that is eco-friendlier than the alternative can actually make a difference. Brightly's shop focuses on easy, effective eco-products designed to help you reduce waste and make smart, planet-focused decisions around your house every day, whether it's stopping food waste with our Veggie Saver bag or eliminating single-use plastic wrap with our bowl covers. Pick from dozens of our favorite eco-swaps that have been thoroughly vetted and tested by our team, including yours truly, who has just done so much testing. <laughs> so head to brightly.eco slash shop and use code GOODTOGETHER to receive 20% off your first order with us. Hey, Good Together listeners. I am so excited for today's episode, and I feel like I say that every time because I, I love recording this podcast, but um, this episode is going to be all about sustainable moving and when the team and I were trying to think about the best way to record this episode, we realized that Brightly social media manager, Gabby Smith, just made a big cross-country move to San Diego. So if you're a fan of us on social media, you will absolutely recognize Gabby's voice. And you, you would, if, if we're recording video, you'd recognize her face. Um, but so excited to have you here, Gabby. Welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I mean, so... One of the reasons why we thought, okay, let's do this episode uh, because it's, you know, it's an important topic was I didn't realize, but last year over 27 million Americans moved, which to me, that's like insane. And for, especially as you're thinking about ideas for our social media channels, a big part of our, you know, overall thought processes is reducing waste, right? So thinking about all the boxes, packing tape, bubble wrap, et cetera, that, that you were kind of using, like, I figured, hey, I know you just went through all of this. So hit us with, you know, maybe like how you maybe like get us started with like telling us a little bit about like maybe how you got started thinking about moving. And then we can just like kind of go from there about like some of your top tips. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we moved from Charlotte, North Carolina to San Diego, California. So we went totally across the country and we have an SUV and we had a U-Haul in the back that was enclosed. So if it couldn't fit in one of those two things, it wasn't coming with us. So we downsized a lot. And about yeah. three months before the move, is really when we started like actively, you know, starting to downsize. And it really was the best opportunity I think I've ever had to declutter and part ways with things that I have held on to for way too long. I just really until then, I did not realize how much stuff I had that either really had no use or 
I had just kept for so long. Yes. For no yes. Reason. Um, I think a lot of that for my boyfriend who I've moved with as well, a lot of that is like sent from our childhood. Yeah. You know, um, it kind of stems from that. We were both kind of taught like you keep whatever is given to you. And if it's like yep. a keepsake, you don't get rid of it. Like that's just kind of how we both grew up. And, you know, also with things like you may not need it now, but you don't want to have to buy it later. So we both had a hard time parting ways with things. Um, so it's a really good opportunity for both of us to. Yeah. Downside. Absolutely. No, the, what, and the, what I was going to kind of just double click on a little bit is like literally, you know, I think we forget about how much our upbringing influences our thought process with stuff. Like there, you know, if you were from a family that, you know, didn't place a lot of value on things and did a lot of experiences, which there's not a lot of, I mean, there's more of those now, but not really about when we grew up, like, then you'd have a totally different outlook on stuff. And actually, um, I literally sent this tweet to my husband the other day because I thought it was hilarious, but it was like, it was something to the, the effect of, um, your mom called and she's telling you to pick up like three boxes of your kindergarten stuff from her house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, 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 I yeah, right? those things too. And I'm like, thanks mom. I don't know what to do with it. Well, that's what I mean. I don't understand like why our parents, like they saved all these keepsakes. And then once we're out of the house, they're like, Oh, here's your keepsakes. And you're like, but, but right. they don't really mean that much to me. Like you were the one that saved them. Yeah, I, that one, that I'll never get over that. I do right. not get it. Yeah, <laughs> we went through all of our keepsakes and, you know, things that had memories and that were valuable and downsized a lot from that. And I will tell you the things that we kept because there are so few of them have so much more meaning and so much more value to both of us. And they're out where we can actually see them and, you know, yep. remember versus before all those things were just like in a box. So yeah. I think they're almost more valuable, more meaningful now than they were you know, before. Yeah. And so as you're downsizing, like, what were you doing with that excess stuff? Like, t- tell us a little yeah. bit more about how so, you get rid of it. Yeah. So, um, a lot of like our bigger furniture pieces, we use Facebook marketplace. I've been using Facebook marketplace since college. I love yeah. it. So we sold the bigger pieces on there, or, um, we would ask, you know, if any of our friends wanted to buy it too, cause we had some friends moving. Um, then little things that weren't, you know, really worth selling. We sent out a big group text to all of our friends asking if anyone could use any of those things um, or just, you know, wanted them and anything that we had left from like that pile of things. Um, we had a Facebook um, page where you could just, it's like a, in our neighborhood that we lived in, it was like a free stuff page um, where you could just post it on there and the community we lived in, people would come and pick them up. Um, yep. And then it kind of went down the line. So if no one picked up those things, then it was we donated to Salvation Army or Goodwill. And we also lived um, in a city, of course. So there were um, homeless people nearby. So we, you know, with coats, book bags, anything that they could use, we, we handed those out um, kind of throughout that three months, too. That's awesome. And I love to hear that you kind of did a bunch of different things to yeah. kind of responsibly get rid of things. Like I think most people, you know, maybe they get overwhelmed with moving. Maybe they're not really sure. Like, I mean, I think the vast majority of people think that disposing of things via Goodwill or Salvation Army is like just like a, a magical place where you send that off and it just ends up being reused and all these things. And you know, we've done content and, and, you know, podcasts and videos and all sorts of things about this topic because, I mean, like the long and short of it is like most of that stuff does not end up getting used again. Um, it ends up getting in the landfill. And I think, you know, as tough as that is for us to hear, I think it's important to think about like what you did, like stepping through, okay, 
the best way for me to get rid of something would be to re-gift it to somebody else. And hey, if it's got value, then even better, I can get a little bit of money for it. So like try and sell it. And then if not, give it away for free and, and, and doing more of what I like to think of as like direct giving versus relying on other entities to facilitate that. Because once you give that to them, like you don't have any control over where it goes. And unfortunately, just like a lot of it, um, you know, a lot of it ends up getting uh, hanging out in landfills, which is just not so many people want to hear. But unfortunately, it's the truth. Yeah, exactly. That that was really the last resort for us. And really that last those last couple of weeks before we left, you know, that's when we were taking things to be donated. But we spent months trying to find new homes for everything before we did that. Absolutely. And I was also curious, like, because I'm trying to remember. So my husband and I used to move all the time um, when he was in the Navy. And we were fortunate enough that like the Navy packed us up for stuff, which was like, nice from like a lazy person's perspective. It was also terrible from a downsizing perspective because they would literally come in and pack up your entire house. And like they, they, the joke was they would literally pack up the trash in the trash can and they would like, if they, they just like didn't want to be held like responsible for not packing something. So everything would go. Um, but I'm curious, like, I'm trying to remember what we used to do with food. Cause that was a question on here. Like, what did you do? To, like, I remember we, one time we hosted like a big party to try and get everybody to drink all the alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to remember what else they did with it. We, um, we actually gifted, like we had wine bottles. We gifted those yeah. to friends and some of our neighbors as like departing gifts. Um, anything that we had like that, we had a couple of things and with all of the food. Um, so fortunately for us, we, um, found one of our friends who moved into the, um, apartment that we lived in. So she was going to be taking over the lease. So I was able to leave some like frozen foods and things like that there for her because she was like, I'm going to keep them. Um, and then we sent a group text to some of our good friends that live nearby to see if they wanted to come and like pick anything out, basically go grocery shopping in our place. Yeah. Um, we gave a few things to our neighbors as well, which was really nice. And then anything that we could take, like if I had rice or something that I could take here easily, we had a box for food like that. Um, kind of like some of our spices, yeah. things that we could travel with pretty easily, but it really was only like one box of stuff. So we found, you know, anyone that wanted to come and grab things, small things like uh, bags of like chips or crackers and things like that, we would give those out to the homeless people that were in our area kind of, you know, throughout those months or throughout that month that we were leaving, um, just trying to get rid of it in a way where someone was going to use it. So we didn't actually have to throw away any food at all. We were able to get rid of all of it and anything that we had left, the person that was moving in, um, wanted to keep for themselves. That's awesome. And, um, the, the, just kind of the random idea as you were talking through this, like, for me, I was like, okay, you know how we have like housewarming parties? Mm -hmm. We should have like house leaving parties where it's just yes. like Here's stop by, yeah, food, like yes. furniture, like we should kind of turn that into like, I mean, typically we all like get stressed out right before you move or like mm -hmm. people are like really sad, but maybe we can like turn that into like something fun. Maybe we can make that a yeah, we we had a bunch of our friends come over that week before as we were doing things and they were kind of hanging out, going through our stuff and kind of took home little goodie bags of whatever they wanted to take. Well, there you go. So you did it. <laughs> so smaller, a couple people at a time. But yeah, we should have done a big party. That probably would have been a little bit easier. Maybe, but that, I mean, you were, you had the spirit. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more that, so here's something that always stresses me out whenever I move, which is like the, like the, the packing materials and the boxes. So 
when, so my, um, my family and I, we moved from, uh, from San Francisco, Oakland area to Seattle, well, like two years ago. And when we were doing this, like, you know, Brightly was around, I was doing this podcast and we, we did an episode on moving way back then. And even then I was just like having the most anxiety about just like storing stuff. Um, because I kept being like, I really want to rent like hardcore, nice, like crate kind of things, but there's really just not a lot of services, if any, that are out there for that. So we actually ended up, um, we used Craigslist like religiously to be like, Oh, oh, did, did somebody get rid of moving blankets or are they like free moving boxes? And we did like, we would go, I want to say for like a few weeks before we moved, we were just like kind of starting to like hoard, like moving stuff. Like what did y'all do? Yep. So, um, in those couple months leading up to it, we kept big boxes when we got packages. Um, we had a garage yeah. where we lived, which was super nice because we could store all of those boxes there. So we kept them and any friends that we knew that were moving within that time frame, we were like, Hey, when you're done with this stuff, just give it to us instead of, you know, taking it to be recycled, we'll actually use it. So between us saving boxes and friends giving us theirs, we we had a ton of boxes. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So we didn't have to buy any sort of boxes. And then we both have had, um, you know, big storage containers that I've probably had them since college. I have like two or three of them and my boyfriend has two or three of them and we still have them with us and we'll yeah. keep them in storage for moves like that. Um, so we had those things that we used. And then with the U-Haul that we got, we, um, they actually, I think it was like a, it was an inexpensive add-on, but they provided all of the blankets and everything for us, which was nice because then we could just return them instead of keeping them. Yeah. And since we were, you know, only in our car in that small U-Haul, we really tried to use everything that we were taking. So like for packing glasses, we were using socks. I used scarves towels, blankets, hoodies. Like I used everything that we could that would protect things. Yes. Kind of packing material and it worked. Um, we really didn't take a ton of like, uh, glassware, um, just because it, we, it was an older set. So we actually um, let one of our friends have, um, our our big glass set and we actually got a free set here of glass, uh, um, glasses for the kitchen from Facebook marketplace. Someone was just giving away a bunch of them because they were moving. So it worked out. We didn't even have to buy new ones. That's awesome. And it's a good idea listeners to think about, yeah, a lot of the breakable stuff, like, you know, if you're not like totally obsessed with it and it's not something you've had forever, I think it's a much better idea to do what Gabby did. Like just, you know, give them away. And then when you get to your new place, maybe you can get some other free ones or, you know, find, find options that you, you know, are really excited about. But yeah, like most of that stuff, like, especially like wine glasses, stuff like that, like the really thin stuff, I've found that either it won't survive the move or you have to use so much paper and packing material to like prevent it from breaking. It just kind of ends up being wasteful in general. Um, yeah, I, we've never really had a lot of success getting that stuff to, to keep for without breaking. Um, and I love that you, you mentioned that's another one of my favorite hacks is yeah. Like using what you already have to like wrap things. So like, yeah, you can like literally, if there is breakable stuff, cause of course you're going to have some using that clothing that you're going to pack or just like stuff that you don't care as much about towels, newspapers, et cetera. Like, I I think that's just like such a good idea. Like it's a no brainer, but 
you know, it also is very tempting to be, I mean, look, moving is overwhelming. It's like, I think the most, I forget what the statistic is. It's, it's certainly one of the most stressful times of people's lives. It's something about like when you have your first kid, when you get married, when you move, there's like a few major like life milestones that are just like ripe for people just like, just lose it. Cause it's just, it's, it's just so stressful. Um, but you know, it's, I fully hear you. Like there's been times where I'm like, I'm just going to walk into, you know, Home Depot has like, I'm just going to walk in there and buy a giant pack of boxes, a giant pack of packing paper, and I'm just going to just do it. Um, And so if you are that person, we are not here to shame you like cardboard boxes and paper can be recycled, or you can give that stuff away for free when you get to your next destination. So if you are listening to this, and you're like, that all sounds really great. But like, I just don't have time or like, mental capacity to deal with this. I totally feel you because I've been there before. So just realize that like, you know, the the advent of these like Facebook marketplaces and free lists on Craigslist and buy nothing groups, like there's a lot of different ways for us to connect with each other digitally now to be like, hey, I need this. You don't need this or whatever, vice versa. Um, I think that's just like really impactful and empowering rather than feeling like, oh shit, like I shouldn't be buying this. Right. Right. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Oh, and then let's talk a little bit about, um, the way that you moved. So you mentioned that you used a U-Haul. I'm curious to know a little bit more about like, yeah, like there's certain U-Hauls that I think like have better like gas efficiency and all that stuff. Obviously like all of these things are like nice to haves as you're trying to get across the country, but curious to know, like, yeah, wh- were there any like more sustainable steps that you took when you were like looking to do like the actual, like physical moving of yourself? Yeah. Um, so with the U-Haul, I mean, really it was a smaller one in general. So we weren't driving one and then having a car behind, it was the car pulling that. So that was a little bit better in general. Um, we also made sure our tires were filled up, um, before we left and kind of checked that throughout the trip, just because that gives you a little bit better miles per gallon. Um, so we did that and then we chose the quickest route really where it was pretty much a straight shot we didn't do a whole lot of detouring at all um one we just wanted to get there you know and get like make it the most efficient but um so yeah so we did the whole trip in five days and we stayed at airbnbs overnight for four of those nights okay yeah that's great and yeah i honestly when we moved across the country, we did Airbnbs too. Cause for us, it was like, well, first of all, we had our dogs. So like, that was like a big, we kind of had to, from that perspective, but even if we didn't have them, I thought it was like, you know, one thing that's scary when you're moving is you have all of your stuff sitting in a U-Haul. And so, yeah, it can be kind of scary to like be in a giant hotel parking lot and not have the ability to like, look at your stuff. So totally hear you on that, on that front. Um, we also, I now to be fair listeners I didn't have time to do the research on this but we'll 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 do a little bit more after we get done recording cuz I'm curious now as I'm thinking about this which is when my husband and I moved the last time we actually chose to use um pods instead of a U-Haul um so those are if if you're not familiar with those there's like when they come to your house they drop down they they're basically shipping containers they they drop these shipping containers at your house you fill up the pod at your own pace granted you have to like pay per day so you can't i mean i guess you could take forever if you really wanted to but it costs you more money and then they actually take the pod and they take it away and they basically move it for you and i believe 
they move all of these together. So it's not just like one truck taking your stuff. Like they, they have like scheduled um, ways that they move stuff around. So I can imagine that that, you know, could potentially be some kind of, you know, eco-friendly stuff in terms of like, you know, combining routes and stuff with people. But again, like, uh, you know, it's also just, it was kind of like necessary as well, but at least we weren't like renting on our own semi-truck, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And we we actually looked into the pods and for us, the really only reason we didn't do it was just the money aspect of it. With what we did, it, it really, with the U-Haul, gas and everything to get from North Carolina all the way to California, it was probably about a 1000 total. Yeah. And the pod was going to be about 5000 Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So there, that's so a big difference. We yeah. didn't completely across the country. We couldn't go much further than that. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it made sense why, because it, it would have been really convenient. We probably would have spent less on gas, too, you know, had we done that, just being yeah. Car. Um, but yeah, it's a great option. We've had friends that have done it and love it. For us, we just were like, that's a you know, a little bit. Yeah, more that's expensive. And you know what? You know, it's interesting too. U-Haul does this as well, but all the moving companies, they like have adjustable pricing based on demand. Um, and so like I know that there was like a big thing where like during the pandemic, they claimed there were so many people moving out of California that it was like hard to get a U-Haul like to go that direction, which is dumb. Like, I don't know if that was, that sounds to me like urban legend, but I just remember people saying stuff like that. The the part that is true of that, um, I, I can't verify that thing, but I can tell you that they do, um, you know, U-Haul, the pods, all those people like adjust pricing based on demand. So yeah, like when you looked at it, you know, maybe it was a higher demand. I don't think ours was that extensive. I don't remember, but I also know like, you know, listeners, basically what Gabby and I are saying is like, there are so many different nuances to moving, like whether or not you've got dogs or you have kids or you, um, you know, are moving really far versus really close by. Like there's just like so many things to go into it. So obviously there's definitely not a one size fit all fits all, um, solution. Um, I'm trying to think like, so you, you talked about Airbnbs. Um, did you like, you know, do anything else like as you're moving? Like, were you, did you guys like pack your own food or what, what were you doing from that perspective? Yeah. So kind of our like routine, everything we, we left for the first place a little bit late. So we actually had some dinner and then we just snacked on the way there. And then the rest of the time, what we would do is we got up really early and we would have breakfast either somewhere local or we would make something quick. Typically we would, we would go somewhere local and just take our car to go there, come back and hook on the U-Haul. And then we had snacks packed every day. So twice on the trip, we stopped at, you know, local grocery stores and just like, I, I like hummus a lot. So I do like peppers, celery, carrots, stuff like that, that we could have throughout the day. Yeah. So we would do breakfast somewhere local, snack for about four to six hours, depending on how long the trip was that day. And then once we got to our next destination, we would do a late lunch or early dinner at a restaurant somewhere. We really wanted to try like as many new restaurants as we could. I don't think we actually even stopped at a fast food restaurant because we did have, we had a cooler packed full of snacks and we just we really wanted to eat at different restaurants because there were states and cities we had never been to before. Yeah, um, so We tried to plan it out where we could do breakfast and dinner there and then just kind of snack throughout the day. That's such a good idea because when I I am not that good at planning that kind of stuff. And when I think about moving the, that far, yeah, I always kind of felt like I was eating crap. And like, you know, you feel awful. Like, first of all, you're in the car all day. So you already feel terrible. Like your body needs to move and all that stuff. And 
then you're like eating fast food and you feel terrible. So I love that idea to kind of like, you know, obviously you don't need to eat three square meals, especially yeah. if you're eating like really, you know, big ones. Um, right. And so that, that I think is an awesome idea. And I love the idea to like, yeah, get the cooler with the hummus and veggies and stuff. Cause I also yeah. like that as a snack yeah. and it's, and it's like, not overly salty and all that right. too. Exactly. And we did like granola bars, yeah. um, pretzels, just random stuff like that. And some of that we had at um, home before, I mean, we're taking with us anyway. So um, yeah, it was super easy. And I will say it did take a lot of planning beforehand. So we can say like, okay, this is what we're going to leave at this time and this time to make sure we could do it. But um, it really, it wasn't bad on the trip, but we definitely had to plan in order to do it that way. Otherwise, yeah. we definitely would have been stopping at fast food. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of what we talk about with sustainability, like whether it's like a Brightly social media post or on the podcast, like, yeah, I mean, I think planning ahead as much as possible, whether we're talking about meal prepping or something like this definitely helps reduce waste. Cause I feel like a lot of times we get into situations where we don't plan ahead, we're desperate and we have to just like, oh, we forgot our water bottle and now we have to buy another one or whatever. So I think, you know, taking that few extra minutes to, or I mean, not minutes, probably hours in this case, to just like be really thoughtful about like where you're going, et cetera, can be really helpful and, you know, can also just really help you reduce waste in the process. So yeah, I mean, like, I, I think we got through most of it, Gabby. I don't I mean, or is there anything else that you wanted to add or did we cover it all? I think I'm looking at the sheet here. <laughs> yeah, listeners, we take some notes just to make sure that we don't miss anything. I mean, I feel like we kind of feel like it was pretty comprehensive. Yeah, I think so. I think that's pretty much it. Um, the only other thing I was going to mention that I thought was really cool at one of the Airbnbs that we stayed at, like I said, we stayed in Airbnbs. We wanted the security and everything. And one that we really liked, um, was in Little Rock, and what they, what the person did who owned the place, all of the glassware and mugs were actually from a local pottery business there, and there was like little QR code you could scan, and you could actually they, they had a whole she decorated the place with the glassware because it was so pretty in the kitchen, um, and you could buy any of them and take it home, which I just thought was really nice. And she also had um, signs of things to do local, like locally local restaurants free things to do. And then she had a really big outdoor area. So I feel like from an eco-friendly perspective, that was a really cool thing to see from an Airbnb host, just, you know, supporting local businesses and I don't know, it, giving people free things to do and a nice outdoor space was really cool. Yeah. I love that idea. And I, I think it's really cool that, yeah, you were able to just like take it home or even, you know, maybe mm -hmm. order it online from that source. I think that's yeah. just awesome. So no, I love that idea. And I feel like I would love to go stay in Airbnbs where more hosts do that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I mean, she, she decorated the whole place with local art, pottery, and then plants. I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Well, Gabby, thank you so much for joining us listeners. Um, like I said, if you want to catch up with Gabby, she's all over our Instagram and TikTok accounts. Um, she does a fabulous job. We love having her here at Brightly. Um, Gabby, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, of course. Thank you. joining us on another episode of Good Together. To get show notes and more, head to brightly.eco slash podcast. Finally, don't forget to join in on the conversation with us on social, where I know you can find us at brightly.eco. 
Don't forget, we're all on this journey together. So have fun putting the planet first and stay curious.